This program is pre-recorded. Live with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Right, Sean. So, um, the world's changed, dude. It's changed a lot. You know, um, there's so many people I know. Like, there's so many things that are taking place, not just in our nation, Ryan. Right, the world. The world. Our lives have changed. You know, it's crazy to think that, like, a, you know, just what two weeks ago, that you know, people can hug and shake hands, no big deal, and it's like our culture has changed so much and i know there's a lot of things that are on your heart you want to discuss well you know since the whole uh shutdown of um of like neighborhoods and like the stay home it's uh first it was kind of like everyone was like you know making jokes and not really taking it serious right where i've been serious about it because i know we're we're seeing people drop dead Mm -hmm. and we've been watching clips coming in from china and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but um it really became a. I, I just decided to follow the instructions of of the the president, mm-hmm. and you know I, we have kids, mm-hmm. and I wanted to you know we were going to do the movie premiere, uh, the Whosoever's Kill Noise movie premiere on that Sunday night, but then they were they were making the orders of shutting everything down, and I got some early intel about a week before that they're going to be shutting everything down, mm-hmm. so I decided to cancel it just for the safety of of people. And the, the help, the spreading of the, the virus to, to people. Because, you know, obviously we have my parents. My parents, my mom has like, you know, she's been struggling with cancer back and forth. You know, my dad's getting old. You don't, it, it, the, the older people are the ones that are getting jacked from. It's not the right. healthy people, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to prevent that from happening. And we could just be carriers and that could affect our family mm-hmm. and that whole thing. But what's crazy is I've been just kind of posted up at home uh, you know, we'll make grocery runs, you know, every once in a while or, uh, you know, just kind of walk through the neighborhood or whatever. But uh, it's been crazy to actually now go out in um, around public because like the whole atmosphere. Oh, it's way different. The whole atmosphere has changed with with people. There has literally been a shift, whether you, you know, are taking this thing serious or not. There's been a shift in culture like life is different now. Yeah. You know, and over the last like probably like four days or whatever, I was thinking my I'm like, dude, this is life has changed. Like travel is no more at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then even when travel opens up again, like it's going to be different. There's going to be different rules. There's going to be different rules even going to restaurants of how many people can be in there. People aren't going to be trying to shake your hand anymore. Give hugs. I heard heard commentary the other day where the guy was uh, saying, he's like, don't you think, you know, this is going to have a a big change like that. You talk about shaking hands, like years are going to go past and like, remember those people that used to shake hands in public and everything? Like you posted a a photo the other day, right? When you were like, I think you had your arm around like a minor. Oh yeah. 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 Remember? Uh, one of my close friends, yeah, a yeah, uh, baseball coach. Oh yeah. Your baseball coach. It was a while ago from Uh like this last season. And you're Uh like, remember when we used to like, getting photos to take hugs together you know no but it's it's funny yeah 
but then it's like it's gonna uh, have an impact it's having it it's having an it's, uh, it's having an impact you know um you know you're talking about like your perspective of what you were seeing and you know yeah. taking the steps and you know for us here at you you know we were up to speed with the news and everything and for those that don't know you know I, i'm a pastor here at calvary chapel golden springs with uh ryan's dad here in southern california and um we're a busy church, you know. Absolutely. We have things going on every single day. And on a Sunday morning at three services, there's only six, about 6,000 people that come through these doors all the time. And right before this broke, you know, we were, you know, watching everything. And uh, it was raining that weekend as well. Um, but that ended up being our last Sunday morning service a couple of weeks ago. And anybody that knows uh, Ryan's dad, like he is, you know, gun-ho. Like he doesn't stop for nothing. And the next Monday, we were meeting about what we were going to do going forward. And once Trump had, it went so fast from 250 people in a place to 50 to 10, where there was just no possible way that we could be having service any longer. So we we met as a team, as a board, and as pastors, prayed everything, and had to make steps that put all of our services yeah. online. And pretty much every church nationwide has kind of done the same thing. But this is so different you know i talked to your dad like that day and he said like you know you know we've been here before we've seen this stuff before and he's talking about stuff in the 70s or whatever and i was in his office after i'm like no you haven't never I mean, seen when's this. the last time the schools have all closed down yeah you know um disneyland is closed down just for a moment and i obviously he agreed too after just thinking it through it's like no we're, we're in different times right now um, unprecedented times. Yeah, um, we've had to take drastic steps uh, at the ministry at Golden Springs, and you know it gives us an opportunity to really be in tune with what God, God is saying through this. And I think there's a message that we need to learn from the days that we're living in today. I know you agree. What? No, 100. I've been sitting back because I've been talking to my wife just because obviously I travel for a living. Mm -hmm. And that's we're, shut down right we're now. We're touring, we tour yeah. around the world. I'm a, I'm a, I guess speak all, you know, all over the place. So mm -hmm. my whole life kind of got shut down in the sense of just like with travel, with just like everyone else's life. Right. I mean, I want to talk about the other effects of how it's also affected all my friends that are in bands. You don't get paid unless you're touring. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is nowadays with the, the digital downloads. Yep. If you're not touring, you don't get paid. All my friends that actually produce music festivals, no more music festivals. Right. All my friends that actually build all the stage and the lighting companies, they're not in business anymore. People, my friends that actually are managers, they're not making money because their bands aren't touring. Then I have my friends that are actually uh, operate and, and uh, uh, well, actually one of my friends, he's a manager. He was telling me about his friend that actually uh, runs a business that uh, is all tour buses. He's out of business. You know what I mean? It just goes all the way down the line. It's just stopped. So it's having an effect on the economic world of, mm -hmm. of what's going on in the, in the world and just people's lives. And in the same way, it's affecting churches. Mm -hmm. People aren't coming to churches anymore. Now yeah. you have to download on, online. And as I'm talking to my wife about this, she's like, you know, what are you going to do? And I'm just like, I'm, I, right now, I'm just going to watch what's going on to see how serious what's going to happen here in America, how it's going to affect us. Mm -hmm. But also I'm like, I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast mm -hmm. and I'm going to go into the word more than ever now because God speaks. Mm -hmm. God is doing something. Yes. There's perilous times happening. And, and, and Jesus talks about the, the, you know, the birth pains of the last days. We're going to talk about this kind of stuff in a little bit. Like what does the Bible say? to what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. There's never been anything like this. 
um, in the world. It normally affects like a country, but this is like the whole world is on complete shutdown. Yeah. Um, I was. I have a, a friend that lives with us right now, and she's from Colombia. And Colombia is on shutdown. Like you can't leave the house. I heard that. You can't even go to the grocery store. Like because it's different when you know, as you travel from Mexico down to uh, uh, you know South America. They don't wash their hands and stuff. You know, some places because you know there's different like education there. We're like more like uh, upper class is right. what they, uh, what they, how they refer to it there. You know, you have the rich, and then you have the poor. There's not really a middle class there in those countries, but you know, you, they don't do the whole hand washing thing. So this thing will spread crazy down there in those countries. Mm. So that's why what they're doing is they're implementing the law like no one moves. Because they're not educated in those areas, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So they're going into more of an extreme shutdown as far as even like the Middle East and different places like that right. as well. Um, so again, as I'm sitting there talking to my wife, I'm just like, what am I going to do during these times? So we decided to open up another radio show during the week so we could have two shows a week with some fresh content. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe you can go to three. We'll just see what God wants to do. But I think... These are the times when God will speak to his people and he's doing something like I, I personally believe that God is leading to a great awakening around the world. And I've been talking about this theme probably for the last four years through the messages I did wake up message. It's on my YouTube channel or on our app. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about times like this, like God is moving. We need to wake up church and we need to reach people for Christ. I did the destroy all gods message. What was the theme of the destroy all gods in that message on YouTube as well? It talks about, or, or our app, it talks about how we in the world, us people, we could put all these gods before God. And that could be our career, our job. You know, we're working, we're working, we're working. We don't have time for God making money, success, or are watching football games on Sundays, don't have time to go to church, yeah. watching basketball games, baseball games, or you're just so involved in your kids' sports, you don't have time for, for God, or you're so involved in your relationship, or you're so involved in you know, listening to music or going to concerts or raves or, you know, um, all different yeah. things could become gods, these little gods in our life, and we worship, a, or like Chuck Smith would say, it becomes our master, master passion, mm -hmm. and we put those things first, and we don't have time for God. Yeah. So what did God do now in this whole, what, what, what is, let's just say this, what is happening with the effect of the virus? Literally, all these gods that dominated people's lives are shut down. Completely. Shut down. Yeah. You can't go and watch a game. You can't go to a concert. You know, you, uh, if you're, your kids' games, school, all these things, your Shut college, down. everything that has been become our master passion and we put them in front of God, a relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus, it, it's all destroyed. Yeah. There's nothing right now. So this is the time mm -hmm. when God is going to speak. If his people will humble themselves, repent of their sins, he will come and heal their nation. Yeah. There's a verse in Chronicles that kind of goes alongside with that with that uh, sentence right there. But as I look at, you know, what God's really been laying on my heart personally, and I'm going to let you kind of go into this, uh, Sean, is that God's really been leading me to uh, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, 1 Peter, 2 Timothy, uh, 1 Peter, 2 T uh, Peter, um, uh, uh, what's the other one, Titus, mm -hmm. And, uh, and also, and those are all talk about 
the last days stuff about what's going to happen during those times. And yep. it, it breaks down some scripture that I want to uh, uh, read there to kind of let people know about what's going to be happening during these times. Mm -hmm. And when I'm going through this stuff and I just go through the audio Bible on the, on the Bible app, yep. it just reads it to me. Yep. And I'm like, dang, this is where we're living right now. And then also God's been really tugging on my heart to start going back to John the Baptist to start studying about him. What was going on with John the Baptist that time? The system was broken. Mm -hmm. God wasn't speaking to his people. He was silent. But what he was about to do is God was about to send Jesus into the world and a revival was about to break out with Jesus Christ. He was going to come in. He was going to show up and show what, um, get rid of what was this dead religion that people were stuck in, like just going to the temple and there was just no power. It was just like this, um, this set up tradition and Jesus came in and there was basically a new move of the Holy Spirit that happened when Jesus came. It was the introduction of the move of the Holy Spirit with Jesus. And what was John the Baptist doing at that time? He says that he was in the wilderness. He was supposed to be in the temple. He was a pastor's kid. But what he did is God had a call for him on his life for a unique thing. And that was to baptize Jesus and introduce Jesus to the world. But what did he do in that time? He was sitting there chilling. We know that he was obviously piggybacking off what was taught in the, in the scriptures of the Old Testament. He was fasting. Mm -hmm. He was praying. He was reading the scriptures. And he was waiting on God for him to move when God called him. And then when God gave him the green light, boom, he arrived, he came out of the wilderness and God used him to bring the message of repentance and turn people to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptized to show that they repented. And that's when Jesus came in after that. And many people were repenting. People came from all over the place and repented and they were turning to God. And then Jesus came and revival broke out with Jesus and his disciples. What you know, when we talk about revival, revival starts with brokenness and repentance. It's when you acknowledge that you need God and there's a brokenness, there's a humility that takes place in your life. Yeah. And when you look at any revival that's taken place over the last few hundred years, it's always that. It is a repentance from sin. I'm done with these gods, with all these things that takes the the priority in my life anymore. I see my need for God. Prayer becomes important. Worship becomes important. The word becomes important. And it's the simplicity that takes place. I think that is one. Of, so for me, during this last couple of weeks, right, I've been so excited. Seriously, I've been so focused, like with the Lord in these last couple of weeks. Like, and I, I really would encourage the listeners right now to take advantage of this time that God is giving you to hear his voice. Because I think there's a lot of things that are stripped out of our daily life right now. You talked about, you know, the busyness, even with the kids' school and sports and the own hobbies that you have. Like so many things are shut down. Your life has changed. You know, you're seeing pictures of families walking together. You're seeing pictures of families being in a home together. Those things are important. Your family's important. Your relationship with God is important. And a lot of times there's so much noise all around us that we kind of take for granted the things that we have in our lives. Um, the Lord wants us to allow that inventory to take place in our lives by the working of the Holy Spirit. Um, I, we've already seen it. At, at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs, we've already seen it in the last week and a half or two. The communication from our audience has been phenomenal. The work that God's doing in people's lives, people are listening. People that have walked away from God, I'm here, I'm getting texts, I'm getting all of these messages 
where people are seeing the signs of the times all around them and it's drawing them back to the Lord. I have no doubt in my mind when the doors open at Golden Springs, um, we're going to see people coming in with excitement. Those last two services, right in the, the beginning when this stuff was starting to shape, I talked to some of the people that are doing worship and I taught on the Friday night prior. I, I didn't know there was going to be so many people here. They were here. They were locked in, so focused. You can mm -hmm. tell uh, uh, when you're teaching the, the atmosphere of the, of the room yeah. and they're just locked in. And I think that so many things have happened since then that it's really causing people um, to really look up. And you need hope. Like for a child of God, when you go, the thing that's different with the world, the world, world panics. I talked to one of our close friends, um, you know, last week, and he was fearful. He was scared about the things that were taking place in the world. And I, I just kind of, I didn't want to joke around with him. I could have, but I didn't. Um, I, I just felt it was important just to encourage him, like it was going to be all right through this. Um, and this time is going to pass, just like anything else, you know. You know, September 11th happened before we were walking with God. You know, we were still deep in the world at that time. But what happened is a lot of people got scared. Everybody thought it was the end of the world. And from, I've heard Chuck and I've heard your dad and everybody say the churches were jam-packed jam for like a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah. But then people go couple into weeks. the, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. And then people go back into their routine. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would really caution the audience that's out there, don't let that be. Learn the valuable lessons. This is a time where the, your Bible can just come to life. You know, Ryan was sharing some scriptures that are kind of standing out to him. There are scriptures that are standing out to me at this time. You know, looking at my family, like this time that I have, I have a very busy schedule. So, you know, for us, we're taking drastic measures at, at Golden Springs where it's like we are, you know, functioning on probably 10% of our staff throughout the week because we're, you know, listening to what the President Trump has said in our, in our community. Yeah. Uh, we have a pretty big staff, but we're, we're sending them home. Many of them are working from home. Us that go into the church, we come in to do some teachings, do some studio stuff, and then we leave. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take advantage of I, I want to take advantage of this time that God's given me. This is definitely um, like you were saying, it's 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 bringing the prodigals home. Yeah. People that are growing up and like they grew up and hear about revelations and like the end time stuff, which is all through the it's actually Jesus talks about it. It's all through the New Testament. It's not just like revelations. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Jesus mentions it. You can read Mark 13, you know, Timothy, uh, Peter and all these guys, you know, they they're talking about this stuff. It's not just the revelations, but um, they're coming back. They're coming back, and I believe that right now God is shaking up the church and saying, you know, who's with me? Because I believe that he's, like, he's in the process of pouring out his spirit. Yeah. He's going to pour out his spirit in a, in, a, in, a, in a powerful way again, but right now he's shaking up the church to see who's, who's with He's separating from the, yeah. the wheat from the chafe, basically. What you see through this, too, I think leaders develop. You know, you see the character of, of men and women who know the Lord during this time where they're not moved. They're not, they're not swayed. You know, they've taken the decision, you know, wisdom that's by the community, but they're not living in fear. Yeah. And, you know, your family can see that. You know, there's people, when people are all freaked out and panic and, you know, the news is on uh, their home all day long and like, oh, this and this, all yeah. these conspiracy theories, and they start getting anxious. Like, the Lord doesn't want you to live in anxiousness. Yeah. Like, the Lord's on the throne. Yeah. Either, either way. Um, you know, I, I, was, uh, I was talking to my wife when, we, when I was, because the first couple of weeks I've been so busy, um, and I asked, like, how are the boys doing, like, with everything? Are they asking you any questions? And like, to be honest, they're, they're normal. They're, just, they're fine because I was like, we're not freaking out at home, you know, and I'm watching press conferences every day. Yeah. Um, but just kind of discerning everything and just 
taking everything to the Lord. Like, you know, my wife, you know, sent me a dope picture of my kids. They were doing something. I, she thought I was going to freak out because they drew all over my fence that I just had painted and uh, they put chalk on it. But it was a scripture and it was literally speaking about like God's with me. You know, we don't need to fear. You know, what can man do to man do to us? And yeah. to me, that was a really cool thing. I'm not, well, there's no fear. I'm not worried. I honestly, for me, I just see the Bible coming to life. And I see some questions coming in about the rapture, the antichrist uh-huh. and times. We're going to talk about all the stuff yeah. for sure. So, so hang tight. But I would say that, um, there, I, there's no fear. Like I said, I see the Bible coming to life and I'm personally just to be clear, I'm not happy about the situation, right? but I'm excited because I'm like, this is what we've been reading about. This is what Jesus talks about, about the birth pains of the end times. And this is all leading up to this moment. Yeah. Do I think that this is the end times, like the rapture is going to come tomorrow? You know, no one knows the day or the hour, you know, Jesus says, mm-hmm. but I, I think, you know, this is just my opinion, but I think there's more to come. Yeah. Before I think this is the reason why I say that I think there's more to come is because God is waking up the church right now. He's waking up the world because he wants no one to perish. Mm-hmm. He's waking up people, my friends that are not believers, mm-hmm. atheists, and just other people. I have friends that are reaching out to me just going, hey, like, what's up? Like, God's doing an awakening yeah. to the world because he wants to get as many people as possible to introduce him to to himself, draw him to himself so they can have an encounter with him. Mm-hmm. And he, when the rapture comes, he can take as many as possible. You know what I mean? He doesn't want anyone to perish. Yeah. That's why he's taking so long. Yeah. But do I believe that it's all lining up? 100%. For sure. I did the wake-up message. I, that showed about the microchip. If, if you're interested in rapture stuff and, and the end time stuff, look at my wake-up message on YouTube. Ryan Reese, wake up. It, it showed on Dr. Oz that they were showing the microchip that they were uh, implanting in people into their right hand. And it shows them buying stuff in the grocery store. It shows them uh, with their medical records, their bank account, all this stuff. And that was to the mainstream. And then right after that video, about uh, six weeks later or whatever, the news article came out that in Europe that they were implanting it into um, uh, a corporation, into people in the office. And then it came to America a couple weeks later that they were implanting all the employees with the microchip to open the doors and do the top security. They do that with the cruise liners. They started, they started in Spain in a, in a nightclub in Barcelona years. Like back when I wasn't even a Christian, like 10 years ago, they were doing that. So is the technology there? Yes. Uh, Also uh, the Democrats were trying to put in, it came out in Forbes magazine two days ago into the coronavirus bill. They were trying to implement the digital currency. Mm. So that's for, that's for the United States, which, yeah. and, he, that, and it talks about in Revelations, no one will be able to buy or sell in those times when the Antichrist arises without the mark on their forehead or their hand. Yeah. Well, how are you going to buy something with a mark? Obviously, there's going to be some kind of, now looking at technology, there has to be some kind of chip or something implanted to have your bank account where you could buy or sell like we saw in the Dr. Oz. Oh, and that's Dude, it's all there. That, this stuff's already here. I, I think another simple practical way is too, look, everyone's worried about infection and everyone's talking about like your hands and everything or something that's able to spread infection so easy. So one of the things that people know or get contaminated very easily is dollar bills, cash. 
cash as the way of transmitting a lot of different things. So people are scared about that. So I, like I said, like all these things kind of like fall into place and you can just see how everything is just aligning as the Bible has said. So check this out. So I'm going to read something really quick here. It's, it's in second Timothy three. Oh yeah. It says, uh, dangers of the last days. It says, you should know this Timothy. So here's Paul. Paul's like the older guy. It's like, you know, my dad, my dad's speaking to me or speaking to um, Sean, the younger guy. He says, you should know this, Timothy, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times. Okay. First of all, uh, do you think it's difficult right now? Yeah. I think it's very difficult right now. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray friends, be reckless, puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Okay, just look at social media. <laughs> Bam, mm -hmm. it's all there. Yeah. Look at the pulse. Look at the lyrics, what's happening from, from songs. You know, it's, it's all, it's right there, that's right there in their face. And this is what he's warning about yeah. in these last days. Yep. Jesus, what does he say in Luke about the, uh, the end times, the signs of the times? Do you have, do you have that up? Well, it's in, yeah, I actually have it marked down in Mark. Oh, yeah, because, Mark 13. Um, I think there's so many things that Ryan's saying is um, just, just popping out so much. I love that text in uh, that Ryan just read, Second Timothy, because it's talking about the culture. And you you look at the culture today, and all those things are just like pointing out or just standing out. I believe so powerfully, the Olivet Discourse, which is a very famous text. This is right before Jesus would go to the cross, and they're in front of the temple, and, and Jesus has a conversation with his disciples, and he says this. Now, as he sat at the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter and James, John and Andrew asked him privately, tell us when will these things be and what will be the signs when all these things will be fulfilled? And Jesus answering them, and he said this, now, first thing that Jesus says, this is what you have, you need to underline this, take heed that no one deceives you. Satan wants to deceive the world. He wants to confuse you. Verse six says, for many will come in my name saying, I am he, and he will deceive many. We've seen so many false prophets that have, you know, gone before the times that we're living in today. That's true. Verse 7, but when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be troubled for such things must happen, but the end is not yet. Obviously, we've seen wars. We've seen rumors of war all across the world. But check this out. Recently with uh, North Korea. <laughs> yeah, check this out. Verse yeah. 8. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be earthquakes in various places. In the last few days, there have been multiple earthquakes across our, our nation, and there will be famines, lack of food, and troubles. There are beginning. These are only the beginning. Beginning of, of the sorrows. birth pains. You know, and yeah, that you were talking about birth pains. We're seeing so many things line up. I mean, we live here in Southern California, Ryan. Mm -hmm. You know, and we've heard of, I've heard of like, you know, where people had to line up for gas and you, a particular day back in the 70s, you would get gas. I've heard of, uh, your parents have like a lot of um, links back to Chile. So they've heard about like in Chile where they would have to stand in line for bread. Dude, 
I was in Costco a couple of weeks ago and people are, you're rationing out water. You're rationing it out toilet paper. Yeah. You know, you're seeing all of these uh, grocery stores, whether it's Costco and various places with lines all around the place yeah. and the vibe, the culture that, that the vibe that you got in the first couple of days we were there is like, dude, watch your back. Cause people are tripping. Well, look, that's what I want to say. Exactly. This is what I want to say about the birth pains. If you know anything about giving birth, they, the trans, uh, what do they call the, um, you know, when you contractions. get contractions, yeah, contractions, they yeah. come slowly, but then they increase. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is how we're going to start seeing more stuff happening. We're going to be going to break in a minute, but I do want to plug. It's the world release and it's going to show, uh, a, it's going to show one of our tours. And what this tour is going to show is us preaching the gospel, people getting filled with the Holy Spirit, and then we lay hands on the sick, and you're going to see actually people even getting healed on this video. We've been talking about this stuff for a long time on our radio show. God's been pouring out His Spirit in a mighty way, so we decided to go and document what God's been doing on the strip. We're going to see thousands and thousands and thousands of kids basically coming to the Lord. You're going to see how the enemy was trying to shut down the tour and that God was opening more doors. It's very, this, this tour is very intense. Mm -hmm. It's very, you're going to laugh. You're going to cry. It's very engaging. It's very intense. Yeah. So tune in. We have the whosoever's website. We got products up there. You could download our app. You could go to our website and get all the past radio shows. Um, we got the gospels of John. It's all up there. It's all free. It's all good. Get there. It's going to be epic. I'm just really pumped on this video. We've been working our butts off yeah. to get this thing going. So. No, people are going to be excited. People are going to be excited. And I think that during this time right now, like we said before, um, this is a time where God wants to speak to you. He wants to direct your steps. And if you, as the Bible says, it says, you need to be open for the Holy Spirit. coming up. Everything all right? Call now. 1-888-564-6173 or post your questions using the hashtag on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say we didn't warn you. Right, we are back. We are just talking about the coronavirus, everything that's going on, the culture, the scriptures, what it says. Fear not. God is on the throne. This is not a time to fear. This is the time to tune in more than ever to see what God wants to tell you personally. Because he's moving. He wants to reach people. He wants to use us as his we're his children. We're here on planet Earth to lead people to the Lord. So the question is, is like, are you going to stand on the sidelines and be like, whoa, the world's crazy. I'm scared. All this fear. Or are you going to go, God, how do you want to use me in this mm -hmm. time? Because, dude, when you're standing in that zone with no fear, you know, we, we've heard the story of Jesus when he's on the boat and all the disciples thought they were going to sink and die, you yeah. know, and he's like, fear not. And he's he's in he's. He's in control. He rebuked the storm and it stopped. He's in control of the storms. He's in control of everything. Mm -hmm. We have to know and trust that God is in control. But, you know, the problem is I don't think that, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't have that 
relationship with God. So how can they trust them? You know, right? I, yeah, I think a key that's been uh, on me too is like you think about Job when he went through his trial, and one thing he said back to his wife was this: He's like, "Shall we praise God in just times of prosperity? Don't we also need to praise God in times of adversity? Like there's there are purposes in all things." You know, our nation, not only is it the sickness, and I, I think that more than the sickness, it's the financial difficulties that are going to face this this nation. Mm -hmm. You know, the world, mm -hmm. nation. This is people right now. People. This is what's making people fearful probably more than anything mm -hmm. is, you know, many people are getting laid off at this yeah, time. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, you know, um, we're a part of a ministry, you know, and it's a nonprofit organization. People have to be able to give to, to support those ministries because there's going to be other ministries that might, have to shut down or change things dramatically mm -hmm. um and if you get your eyes on those things you'll get worried you could be fearful a nonprofit means it runs on donations right so if there's people lose jobs and there's no donations yeah it goes out of business but again that fast and those are the ones the ministries are gonna be the first ones that go out or or non nonprofits and whole right. are the ones that are going to be going out of business the quickest. But you know what? This is the exciting time. This yeah. is when we talk about walking by faith. Yeah, exactly. You know, am I going to just serve God just because you have a little bit of money in a bank account? Or are you really going to trust God to go before you? Yeah. Because we can know all the scriptures in the world, know all these things, but if we don't practice them, yep. you know, if I get, you know, bitter because, you know, things are difficult for my life, then I I'm missing out on what God has for me. Mm -hmm. It's okay, you know. I, I heard this, um, one of Chuck Smith's old teachers, and I, I quoted this last week, and I, I forget which one it was. I don't know if it was Duffield or Van Cleef. One of them, or Dr. Orr, I don't know. One of them um, were pastor, was a pastor during the Depression. And what, what he said was, going through the Depression, when you looked at all of his ministry, and he did ministry all the, all the way up to the 90s, or yeah, the 90s, and he was asked a question, what was his favorite time of doing ministry? He had seen some great things, hippie, hippie movement, everything. Um, he says, my favorite time doing ministry was during the Depression. Because, Why was that? Because he was in a place of complete reliance upon the Lord, and he saw God provide in supernatural ways. Um, he saw that he could live on less and not need much. Uh, he, him and his wife got in a time where all they were eating, because the depression that hit the United States and the world was huge, and it lasted for a couple of years. Um, there were people that were committing suicide. There were a lot of difficulties that the world was facing at that time. He said that we got really creative. All we had was potatoes. And so, you know, we'd have potatoes for breakfast, potatoes for lunch, potatoes for, for dinner. We were being creative, like, you know, potato, potato soup, fries, whatever, and just straight potatoes. And it was sustaining them enough to make it through the, each day. And they saw God provide for them supernaturally. Sometimes we get so comfortable in the comforts that we have in this life. And we're not seeing th those things completely. Obviously, people are going, having to make wise decisions financially during this time. But people are still going to the takeouts. They're, they're, they're getting food. They're getting stuff at the markets. Um, but are you going to serve God when, when you're being tested? That, that, that's the key. That's what it comes down to. And we're not just playing church. We're not just throwing scriptures away, around, you know. This is something where we have to truly live it out. And I'm excited about that, that my children can see that, my wife and I, me and as a pastor. I believe this can be a very beneficial time. This is when it comes down to we got to practice what we preach. Yeah. Or practice what we've, I mean, and I'm, I'm not talking even about pastors or people in leadership. I'm talking about Christians if we're quoting scriptures to people and we're talking about a relationship with God, now we got to practice what we preach, what yeah. we're even telling everyone. And guess what? Everyone's watching. Yeah. 
This in this time right now, when you go through hard times and storms and crisis and perilous times and everything that's going on right now, all your non-Christian friends are watching, mm-hmm. and your Christian friends are watching. They're like, "Is is everything that he's been talking or she's been talk, telling me about? Is she going to be operating in that, or mm-hmm. is she just gonna, or he yeah. gonna lose it?" You know what I mean? Yeah. These are the times that we have to practice what we preach for sure. The, the, the Bible says that when you are weak, then he's strong in you. Yeah. And so that goes to physical um, difficulties. That goes to financial difficulties. You know, truly seeing God's hand upon your life and truly walking by faith, it's an exciting thing. You know, um, there have been guys of old, uh, Robert Mueller, who um, God would provide in supernatural ways as he was doing ministry. Um, there, you know, Spurgeon, I, I sent it out to, I think I sent it to you and I sent it to your dad, a couple of people, a story. I forgot what plague. It was some kind of plague that was um, hit in London when he was in his early 20s and people were dying like crazy. But it was a time in Spurgeon's life where he truly saw a hunger. There was a revival that took place at that time because people were scared. Um, they were looking for meaning. They were looking for hope and they found that hope in Christ. And Hopefully during this time, as people have that opportunity um, to maybe read or, or pray or, or, you know, seek the Lord in some way, God is going to do a life-changing moment. This, can cha- this is going to change us. This is going to change our nation. This is changing our world right now, any way you slice it. Whether the, the, the virus is as serious, you know, obviously you see the numbers, the regular flu kills so many more people than this one does. Um, we see all those stats, but... Um, I think the, the residual effects are the things that are scary. I, I think it is the, the nation being shut down. I think it's so many things being compromised that is going to impact our, our nation. That's why President Trump was talking the other day. He was talking about, like, you know, they're going to have to get to a place where they're able to open up the nation. Because yeah. if the if nation not, is closed yeah. down, mm-hmm. you know, what comes out of that? When people are going bankrupt and losing things, What's the other thing? Anxiety, depression, suicide. And we don't want that to be rampant in our in our nation. Obviously, they have to make wise decisions, and they're taking all the doctors' um, knowledge and their uh, you know their investigation seriously and what they need to do. But we're living in some very very interesting times for sure. So I was going, you know, as I've been going through these scriptures, I came across this other verse in um, where is it? it? Says right here in First uh, Peter one. It talks about um, verse six. It says, be truly glad. Therefore, I'm sorry. It says, so be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. As we were just talking about, it is being tested as fire and tests and purifies gold through your faith is more power, more precious than mere gold. So when I can't even read right now. Yeah. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So you know what the problem is? Is this uh, text is too small? I'm too old. I can't read it. <laughs> so let me pull a bit closer. Okay, so I'm gonna read it again. Okay, go for it. First Peter says, "So be truly glad." There is a wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, the trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. 
through your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ revealed to the whole world. So here, here it is. We're going through this. But he's saying count it pure joy. Why? Because we're being refined. Yep. As God, as gold goes into the fire, has those black pieces on it that we were talking about. That information, you know, the, the the stuff that needs to be purified and pulled out, so the gold can be pure. Mm -hmm. And that's what God's doing right now in this time, if we allow Him. Right? Yeah. We can murmur, complain, we can cry about ah, what's going on. And I know it's hard times, okay? But during these times, we got to press in when we're in the fire and let God purify us. Because yeah. what I'm worried about is. Am I going to come out of this the same person I went into? Or am I going to come out a different person? My faith is increased. I'm purified. I want to come out of this trial on a whole nother level with my relationship with my faith and with Christ. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I love that text um, in First Peter because Peter's talking to the, the early believers that were going through persecution. They were going through trials. And he's saying, hey, I want you guys to know that we have been begotten to a living hope. Not just a dead hope, a living hope. Like what God has promised us is legit and it's real. And when you go through a trial and testing, you can look at it as an opportunity to shine, literally. A, a place where you're taken through the fire, like Ryan said right now, where you're purified, where you're tempered, you're prepared, that your faith may be what? Genuine, the real deal. Mm -hmm. You're not just speaking church. You're not just throwing scriptures around. Like you really, truly believe what you've been preaching and that becomes a place where you become a changed man or a changed woman. And I, I agree with you, Ryan. I don't want to be the, the same as I was um, prior to this. And I think if you are really listening to God's voice, you won't be. I, I think you, no. we can look at the lessons. I, I don't think there's anything that's by coincidence. You know, this is the reality. You know, this is a reality that's facing our nation. There's so many things. I mean, imagine if this virus was even more deadlier. And we're seeing the rapid spread. Yeah. Um, that that's crazy. You know, you are seeing a high recovery with this. Obviously, it's showing older people. There are, there are showing some younger people that are getting impacted by it as well. But what if that virus is more more deadly? Also, I think that the other thing that we have to see in our horizon is it's very possible. You know, everyone that says this that knows prophecy, the, the United States is not mentioned at the end times in, in prophecy. Why is that? Could it be, and this is just speculation, uh, could it be that they are wiped off the face of the earth? You don't know. You know, we're, we're seeing China, we're, we're seeing uh, President Trump that is, you know, obviously as a businessman, I think he's a perfect president during this time, mm -hmm. is seeing how China has, you know, ripped off so many people in some ways. Uh -huh. And um, and this is the government, it's not the people, you know. I, it's so wrong yeah. for people in our world today to look at it as like a racist thing no, it's with, not with racist. people. But in, in the government of China and stuff, which has been corrupt and has been a communist, um, we're seeing that it's quite possible in the future that could a, a war could spark off between the nation and different places in the world. You're yeah. seeing that kind of brew right now. Well, so, it says even like you were saying that China ha does how much of the pharmaceutical? Well, like, you know, Trump said 95 percent of 95%. it goes through there. And his his statement was that's going to change. Yeah. And so when it, it says if he brings that back to America, that will create. I saw the news last night. Uh, it says it'll, it'll create over 800,000 jobs. Yeah. In America. That's right. crazy. No, yeah. And so all those things are just reality. Again, we're not, you know, high into politics and all the things that go on in the no. world. But, you know, from the surface, like you just see kind of see, okay, 
there's a little strife here. There's a little tension here. Like, wow, I could see that kind of falling into place. Uh, who knows it's going to take place after this time again. It's not a time to live in fear. It's like, Lord, that's what the amazing thing of being a believer is because you have a living hope. The things around us are temporary. All the things you talked about in the beginning of the show, Ryan, they got shut down. Music festivals, sporting events, um, you know, different things that are finding our comfort zones, they're shut down. Travel, shut down. Um, and that, the Bible says the things around us are temporary, and that's why we're not to love the things of the world because they don't last. But the things that are of the Lord, they live and abide forever. Everything is shut down. Everything's shut down. Starbucks. Starbucks is shut, shut down, down for the most part. Pretty much. You can go through drive through but like. In and out. Yeah. Yeah. In and out still rocking. In and out still going the to the, yeah, to you the know end. What? That's what's getting me through this. <laughs> um, I want to do, uh, I do want to read a verse. Okay. Uh, from Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. It says, oh, then Jesus verse. said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy. I can't read today. Yeah. Uh, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, mm -hmm. and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden I give you is light. Yep. So what you do if you're stressed in this time and you're you just scared and all, all of the above fear and all that stuff. You need to come to God, come to Jesus. And he says, he will give you rest mm. in the storm in this time he's in control. So go after him. Um, break that down a little bit. What that, what that means, Sean. I love that text. And I've, I've been sharing that text with a lot of people too, because Jesus is talking to a generation that was around him that were beaten down and burdened by life. You know, the, the, carry, the, the burdens of this life were weighing them down that they had no rest. You know, I've said it before. Before I came to the Lord, my mom gave me a book, and it was by Max Licato. And I never read the book. It was like a lot of stuff. I know your parents probably gave you a lot of CDs or books or whatever, never read when you're in the world. Me too. But she gave me this book, and on the, the, the front of the cover was a picture of Jesus, a silhouette of him, and he was carrying this, this bag. It almost looked like a big, like, a, like almost like a trash bag. And... The phrase on the book said, you are carrying a burden that you cannot bear because they saw that I was getting weighed down. The problems in my life were getting too heavy for me anymore. I was starting to go through depression. I was getting like, you know, probably like, you know, losing hope because I had a lot of things against me. And that's literally what it's talking about. You're carrying a burden. And there's people in the world today that are carrying a burden. They're stressed out financially right now. Every, They're stressed yeah. out maybe Everyone. physically right now. They're like, oh, man, I have these, uh, you know, maybe you're battling with cancer. Maybe you battle with respiratory issues. And so you're very, like, walking on eggshells. Man, make wise decisions. Don't go out. Stay home. Do what you need to do. But don't be fearful. Don't let Satan take away your joy. Don't let the world take away your joy. Don't let them take away your sense of humor and the hope that you have. You give that away. You give that away. Don't let them take it because the Lord wants us to have rest in him. And so that scripture, Ryan, come to me, all you are labor and heavy laden. It's a call out to the world, a yoke. It's a burden upon your shoulders. You know, let me take your burdens. Let the Lord the Bible says, cast all of your, your cares at his feet. You will find rest for your soul. The scripture that I like other than this one during the times that we're living in today is actually, you know, a lot of people think that, 
one of the highest, which is the highest search scripture is John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. But you know what? One is very high, and I believe second and sometimes first is Philippians four six through eight, where the Bible says, "Be anxious for nothing, but mm-hmm. by all things by prayer and supplication mm-hmm. make yeah, your request be made known before God." Yeah. And it, what he's talking about. All that anxiousness, all the anxiety, how are we going to make it? How are we going to make the mortgage? How are we going to pay my car? You know, how are we going to do this or that? How are we going to make it on one income? All of those worries that you are facing, they might be a reality. But the Bible says when you take all those things to the Lord, you will find peace. You can have peace in the midst of a storm. And the Bible says a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, the word peace, I, I broke this down the other day, is could be illustrated like this. Think about um, a puzzle. Let's say a, a thousand piece puzzle or whatever, but you're missing that one piece to make it complete. Well, you get that last piece, you put it in, and now this beautiful picture, this puzzle is made whole. That is literally what peace means. You become whole. You become at rest, as that scripture said in Matthew. You become at rest and at peace in the Lord. And though things around you might be going in chaos, Mm -hmm. you can have peace in the midst of the storm. And I would encourage the listeners, like, dude, that peace, the Lord, Lord, he offers to all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus says in the world, and John 16, 16, verse 33 says, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, Mm -hmm. but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yeah. So you're not subject to the world and the things of it's um, what's going to happen in the end. God has given you the ability to overcome the things of the world. And during this time in, in, in this peace, as you go after God to ask him for peace, you know, it's good to look at your life, look at your bills, look at where you're at and make smart moves right now during this time. You know, right. like make don't keep living the way you're living. Mm-hmm. Very make, true. Make major cutbacks. Cancel some bills, you know, if you got to cut back on like streaming stuff or gym memberships or I don't know, whatever you're into. Ice cream? Ice cream. No. Yeah, Actually, no. I've been eating a lot more ice cream right now. Don't go this. by the gallons. Okay? Don't go to, don't go to, you know. No, I'm saying you just got to cut back. No, that's You just got to cut back a yeah. lot until you get through this, until we get through this on everything, you know, during this time. And you know what's been awesome? What I was going to talk about at the beginning of the show is that I've been able to uh because i've been home now so i've been able to spend a lot of time with my kids we were laughing my and my wife were laughing at the some of the things you did ding dong ditch the other day (laughs) with your little girls we started going ding dong ditching to the neighborhood (laughs) and i'm like ring the doorbell i i I actually i need to post that video i'm gonna post it on my main feed today uh i'm like i'm like okay guys you want to play a game they're like what i'm like go ring the doorbell and then we're gonna run so they're like what i'm like ring the doorbell (laughs) So they run up to the neighbor's house. They ring it. And I'm like, run, run, run. They're like, look at me like, run. That's the game. And I'm like, I'm like running down the street with them too, dude. It was the best ever. So they're like, let's go ring the door. They wanted to ring the doorbell on every neighbor's house. But I, you know, I don't know all the neighbors. I only know the, the one person that we ring. We so it was epic. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm saying like, but during yeah. this time, you know, use this time. If you're like me and you're busy with work a lot and you travel, Use this time to kick it and hang out with your wife and and your uh, your kids and you know just just be available. Yeah. So it's it's something I'm not perfect at. I'm trying to adapt to it all. You know, being home, I'm adapting to all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But it's cool because during this time, I'm really focusing and honing in, and you can uh, you can produce. You could use this time, like you know, my friend Cameron uh, Douglas. Yeah. He came out. He he posted some video the other day, and it's he's like. 
you know, um, during this time of, of isolation, I do have many years of that because, you know, he went to prison for a right. long time. Right. He's all, you could use this time. He's like, I use that time to actually focus and to actually my, get my thought process going and get ahead mm. to make wise decisions. And that's exactly what he did. And obviously now he got out and he was doing movies and the whole thing. But we could use this time to actually focus on going, okay, when this is all done, where do I want to be? Where do I want to focus? Because the world has changed. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be traveling for the next six months. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So what am I going to do now? What am I going to focus on now? So obviously, you know, I'm writing a book. So I'm already mm -hmm. on chapter nine, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm working on nine right now, and I'm going to 11. So I'm going to finish the book and get this thing going and actually work about, work about okay, well, when the book releases, how can I work on marketing or, or the release if I'm not going to be able to do a book tour or, you know, as you guys start thinking about right. it, new ways, or if I'm not able to tour schools, am I going to come up with a video that I'm going to have played at schools that would be maybe if we can't put people indoors altogether, maybe it's played on a screen out in the, the quad or I got to start thinking of ways to adapt to this new world. The world has changed. Mm -hmm. And there is going to be a time that things aren't going to be moving and shaking the way they normally are. Yeah. So we got to start thinking ahead. How's this going to happen? You know, what if you're in a band and you tour for a living? Well, what are you going to do if you're not if you're, if you're not able to tour for six months? What are you going to do till then to bring money in? You can't just be like, well, hopefully, yeah. You know, we'll be touring. You know, in three weeks. From the looks of it, it doesn't look like yeah. it. You know, we gotta we gotta revisit ways, and the church has been adapting to going to live stream and all that. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, a scripture. My, my wife already put in four applications to different jobs. Yeah. Because if I'm not touring and I'm only bringing out in certain amount of money, yeah. And nonprofits are going out of business. Well, I gotta redirect. I you know I got the book deal going, so I got that happening. She might have to work too, and yeah. I might be home with the kids for a while yeah. doing working on the book. We have to learn how to adapt. And there's a, there's a lot of, just, just to encourage people, there's a lot of businesses that are thriving. There's all new jobs that are that are being creative during this time. Right. If we do pharmaceutical, that's 800,000 jobs immediately. You know, there's whiskey companies I heard they were talking about that are now going into hand sanitizing mm -hmm. uh, companies and different products. They're going to need workers to hire for those things. Yeah. So there's, there's just a shift of things happening that we got to be aware of. Yeah. And... Uh, be in tune. But hey, listen, I want to do plug. You're going to see a video of us touring the world, bringing the gospel, preaching the gospel. People are repenting of their sins. We're praying that they're getting filled with the Holy Spirit. They're testifying of what God did in their life at these events. We're laying hands on the sick, like it says in Mark 16. Preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, and they will be healed. You're seeing healings. It's just an amazing, amazing thing what we've been encountering um, on this tour. I do want to read a synopsis or a comment from a girl that actually um, watched the film last night. She's a college student at a university, and I'm looking for it, and I just can't find it. Here it goes. This is what she says. She says, this video really speaks to my generation. It challenged the way I've always seen the Holy Spirit working 
Watching so many kids receive Jesus Christ and have their lives changed was amazing. Throughout it all, Ryan and the whosoever's made it all about God and not about themselves. They show that the Holy Spirit can and will work through anyone. My college theme for this year is the Great Commission. This video put out, this video put all that I've been reading and learning about it into action. This is a video that my generation, Gen Z, needs to see. Mm. So, we love you guys. live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.